Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, give them a call at 877-309-7225. Or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snow the goalie and give them the promo code snow to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code snow. Is there a better moving company than Packhorse Moving? Nay. They didn't tell me to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll like that. Or not. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that. But I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack Horse Moving. A big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sennheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfrey. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to... Snow the goalie. 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 Welcome into the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show this side of the Mississippi and south of the Arctic Circle. Flyers win against the Tampa Bay Lightning in one of the weirdest games, not just this year, maybe this decade, maybe even longer. Welcome in 6-2, your final score. A game in which Tampa Bay went empty net for eight and a half minutes. Yep. Yep. Wild stuff chasing this one down. I was trying to figure out if that was more of a shot by John Cooper and his team. Keep pulling the goalie. I mean, it was 5-2. It was three minutes left, and they were still pulling the goalie out. But it was a good win. I mean, they, the Flyers really, like, I, I'm, I'm talking, like, they're going to have nights where it's not going to go their way, and then the nights where you get an opportunity to make it count, you got to make it count. And they did that tonight. I mean, that third period was excellent. Vasilevsky was horrible, which I don't know if I've ever said in my life. Yeah. It, I mean, he was just red rotten. I mean, yeah. it was as bad as you're going to see a goalie that's that good. And, and, you know, he's been a little bit off this year. I mean, especially earlier. I know he had injuries and stuff, but he was bad tonight. That forcer goal, the first one in that third period, is one that just can't go in for a team that's jockeying and trying to get in the playoffs. And then the Flyers just poured it on after that. Um, Alan Augustine says, "Was uh, Peterson wearing the goalie gear for a Tampa?" Yeah, I mean, tonight? you would have thought so. I mean, that's how bad. That's how bad Vasilevsky is. So everybody, it just shows you though, you can have bad nights. Like everyone has rough nights in this league, and tonight was one of his really, really bad nights. And that's a good thing for the Flyers. Flyers played a good game. Um, I thought the first 40 minutes was kind of okay both ways, and maybe it was because of the lighting. Uh, we, we literally, as people may or may not know, we went through most of the game uh, with one half of the building with kind of lights working and TVs and the other half with it not working. And even yep. in the 
um, in the sports book up here. Um, there's just a couple TVs working out of the maybe 25 or 30 that are on the oh, wall. Yeah. So, yep. um, we never lost power. We never lost internet because we are the only Flyers podcast and the, and the number did, one rated pregame intermission show. And we were able to bring that wonderful information from the building guy. Well, and also, for the record, for the record, we said this during intermission, but I want to make sure that all the people who listen after the fact in the podcast feed for the postgame and who are joining us live, I blame Jason Mertitis and Brian Smith, okay? <laughs> because they moved their setup up here uh, what two games ago? And it's just changed into everything. the snow. The goalie sports book, and they hawked our electricity. They did, and um, that's where all the power went out. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think it's their fault. And the building guy, as uh, intern Andrew labeled him on the stream, <laughs> came out and said that it was a transformer that blew downstairs. Yep. Very. I mean, let's be honest. Very lucky it wasn't a fire, right? Like a transformer blowing is a significant issue no fire obviously everybody in the building was safe but it was weird and we also talked about this during intermission but um overheard a conversation at one point uh when things initially went down (laughs) and i heard panic because there was a there was word going around that um they were about like four or five minutes away from everything going off yeah except for like maybe some safety lights right like i think that there is like another setup that to run if you're watching right now there's like some of these lights that are behind us that are kind of like the safety generator or whatever lights. But um, I think that they were legitimately going to lose power to like virtually everything else in the building. I know that the one food stand that's up here, their whole system was down. Um, obviously lights and, and everything. But like it was, it was just insanity. <laughs> and I'm like, holy hell, can you imagine what would have happened if this building had lost full power? Except for like some, some, of, the, some of the comments tonight. <laughs> what? What do you say? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh. All right, well, I can pull this one up. Rob Greeley says Transformer, Optimus Prime, and Bumblebee replace Grinny's Flyers mascot. Some other ones, though. Can't pull those up. Yeah, hey, by the way, Ed is right. 200 people on YouTube. There are more. We get to see all the numbers from all the platforms, and there are more than 200 people right now. We, we love and appreciate all of you. But Ed's right. 200 people on YouTube means there should be 200 likes. If you haven't done so already and you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for joining us. We, we do love and appreciate you. But... Love and appreciate us back with a thumbs up. Um, and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if if uh, Ant gets torched quick because we're gonna say this game went really long tonight because yeah. of the, the the stoppage and we're planning on just doing a 15 minute post game but we're gonna see if Anthony can get um, torts. Um, Will he get a, who's a question a, answered? A warrior in his own right, getting surgery yesterday and standing on that bench today. Torts question: um, What happened to your hand? Not answering any of your questions. Okay, uh, fair, fair. Um, Torts, can you uh, can you elaborate on the decision to have uh, Sean Couturier start on the fourth line to start this game? Not answering any of your questions. For uh, I went up for lunch yesterday, and um, I met a guy in the in uh, in the recovery community down in Salem County. Really good guy, and um, trying to get people some treatment. And um, the guy, <laughs> it was really good. It was really, really how he, he laid it out. He goes, "So what?" Uh, you know what's going on uh, you know you know i said well i do do a lot of, this is what my day job is is recovery and then when the flyers have home games i go down there and uh, you know and i work the games i do pregame radio and uh, the guy jumps in he goes that silly podcast huh <laughs> <laughs> never said a word for the first 30 minutes said uh, after uh, i was just dying i'm like wow you watch he goes oh yeah religiously that's great so it's really cool that is great 
Um, Solar Warden here has a good question. Do we have any idea the, the nature of Risto's injury, what it is, and when it happened? I mean, it, it ha whenever it happened, it was within like a day or two, right, where, where um, they, they made the initial announcement that they thought that it was an, a minor upper body injury, right, and that they had hoped he would be back for that weekend. And then obviously that didn't happen. I'm not sure what it is. Ant probably knows. Um, they have not announced what it is, so we're not. I'm not gonna like text Dan to have him. But obviously, it's been longer than they expected. And we've talked about this a bunch, but like, as you're getting ready for the trade deadline, like I, I am very much convinced that they were actively shopping and taking offers for Ristolina. Oh, for sure. And his injury really did throw a wrench in a lot of this. Um, we talked about this pregame, but you know there have been reports over the last few days that there are teams interested in Sealer and Walker. We've seen a couple of times that there are apparently uh, there's apparently at least one team that's interested in both Sealer and Walker in the same transaction. I had a report earlier today. Somebody said that uh, uh, was it Dave, David Pagnotta. Yeah, he at, yeah he had a rumor today that there was really no discussions with Walker, but Sealer wants a little bit north of three a year. Yeah, that it's no. probably not going to happen. Yeah, I mean you well, got because you can get a guy to do that job because the the league doesn't want to they I shouldn't say this but. The league doesn't want to have guys that they can pay eight or nine hundred grand, making three five. Making three, no, it's, yeah, it's a bad it's a bad precedent, it, especially in a in a league where they've gone multiple years with a flat cap. So that's one of the things that I think there's there's something going through the league where they're you know they're they're trying to save that money, mm -hmm. and if you're looking at a fifth or sixth guy and that's what he is, paying him three million. I again the cap goes up, but there's money to do with that other stuff, and I'm telling you, there's plenty of guys out there. That you can run through the mill for far less. Take care, my friend. Have a good one. Sorry we didn't get to hear that beautiful organ ringing off tonight. We, we heard a little bit of it. A little bit of it. It was it was personalized just for us. But you know, it was funny because he was he was uh you know like usually people come up and they ask him to play songs and there was that drunk lady like a few weeks ago who like during the third period like tried to tap him on the shoulder and was like, "Will you play Happy Birthday for me?" Or like that that's not a thing. Like no. But one of the things that people did ask a lot during the game when there was no sound in the building, like when the PA system was down, a lot of people were coming up to him saying, like, are you like, can you play? Can we at least have some music? And he's like, we need the sound system for it. You need the PA system. It's not an actual original, you know, like it's not like a church organ, right, where they're, well, I should, I say that, but a lot of them are electric now anyway. But like there aren't pipes. It's not uh, an organ that you could just play without electricity. So... That's why you didn't hear uh, the organ that much tonight. But uh, always funny. The the thing here, so it's uh, Ed. Ed says love Nick, but not for three and a half million. And and I agree. And we talked about this on the morning the morning yeah. after. But like, I, I will stand firm in this. I think Walker has been a very nice surprise. I'm not paying Walker four and a half million a year. Sealer has been a very good player for this team. I am not paying Sealer. Three, three and a half million. There's just no way. Now, again, not my money, but if you're talking about a rebuild, you're talking about a certain timeline, you're talking about like a certain level of talent, losing either of those guys doesn't fundamentally alter your vision for three years down the line when you think you're going to flip the switch and become a contender. You know, like I, I just don't, I don't see it. And I don't think that that would be a good investment. They both seem like good guys. They both seem like they're liked. They've brought a lot to the table. Great guys. There's nothing to do with that. But man. they're not irreplaceable, I guess is my point. They, you know? they, that, that's what I'm saying. Is that like, I mean, listen, Sealer does a lot. He, he plays hard. He plays tough. He, he puts himself in there and blocks those shots a lot. And he's upped his game. Like yeah. he's, he's made himself a player in this league. And somebody may want to pay him that. I don't. 
I, I just don't because I, I think that you can get a younger guy that can come in and do that job and, and force him to say, here, here's what we need. Can you do it? I always go back to this adage. Just because somebody else will pay that doesn't mean you have to, right? And, like, in the case of both of these guys, you're lucky in the sense that, like, you haven't really sunk a lot into them. You didn't trade away a lot to bring in Sean Walker. Remember, he was, like, essentially a throw-in to that trade, right? And, like, sealer, sealer. Like, you didn't, you haven't invested, like, tons of resources in developing his game. Right. You haven't, you know, paid him $6 million a year or something where now you do feel like you're, you've put time and money into it. Like, at some point, like, you have to look for well, that's, the that's best a, potential value. That's right? the way it goes, though. I mean, that's called open market, right? Like, yeah. guys, I mean, there's been plenty of the Flyers have developed plenty of good players for other teams. And other teams have developed other players for the Flyers, you know. So that's the way it goes. When you get an, an opportunity to be an unrestricted, if you don't like where you're at, you can certainly move, and that's within every player's right uh, to do so. Yeah, um, yeah and, and again, like we've seen um, the, the last comment here, um, Sealer is harder to replace than Walker. I don't know about that. Um, he, he <laughs> Both guys serve a purpose, Yeah, but it comes down to financials. And the Flyers are trying to do something here that's not repetitive, that's not been in the mud like it's been for the last you know, 15, 18, 20 years, going back to when the team was loaded every single year and you had a chance. So I think that's the goal in mind. But if, I'm just saying, if I'm the GM, and I have an idea what's going on, I would not overpay for my own unrestricteds if Agreed. the rebuild is in place and they have a plan. Well, and, and here you go. So Andrew Jacobson asks over on YouTube, do you think the timeline has moved up a bit? I Well, injuries change the, the, tra- the trajectory of what you're trying to do yeah. because you can't be left. So here's, here's what we said the other day, and, and, I, and I totally believe this. Danny's got a tough job, and someone wrote that, but I was thinking it anyway, because he wants to reward the team for the way they played. Yes. And how you reward a team like this is to give them the best team that they can – have a round to make the playoffs. Yep. Your gift to this team is to, to allow them the chance to continue to compete to make the playoffs. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. People know that. Jonesy said it too. We're being real here. But that would be a good step for a lot of young guys to get a round in. Uh, who knows what happens in that round? Maybe li- likely Carolina, maybe. Yeah. But that's what the, the team – that's what – They've earned. They've earned the right to at least play around in the playoffs, and if maybe win around, who knows? Yep. I, I don't think it's a great thing, but at the same time, Danny's got to give them that chance while also looking out for the future of this organization by way of players and assets, and that's the trick and the magic that he's going to have to pull. And well, and we won't. And after we'll be completely honest about what we see. Look, if they if they hang on to all these guys, I, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke. Right, like if if they go through the deadline and no one's moved, that to me is a failure. It is because, especially in the case of the two unrestricted guys, get an asset. You know, you might not be able to get a first for Walker, like you know people had kind of bantered about. But if you can get a second round pick for a guy that was essentially a throw into a trade, yeah, that's an asset. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to use that second round pick either. That that could be part of a package to move you up in the draft. That could be part of a package for a player that you think fits your timeline. Our, our friend, our colleague, Ant, every time we talk about rebuild and everything, he gets himself all worked up. You ever notice that? He gets himself like very worked up and a little bit of a tizzy. He doesn't like the idea of rebuild. Anthony likes to live for the moment. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly how past Flyers regimes 
have ended up in a situation where they're in hockey purgatory. Yeah. And and listen, they're not going to tear this thing down to the studs. Look at Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo can't get it right because they get one good player because they are so bad they end up drafting on it and they can't put pieces around those players. Yeah. That's the that's what hockey is. It's having the star players and then finding the gel and 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 the right chemistry around those guys that everybody brings something to the table. But you have to have that skill. Like you see that guy Kucherov. I know he didn't have a great night, but he's a freak show. Like I mean, when he has yeah. the puck, it just follows him around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I the Flyers s- don't have a guy like that. I saw somebody saying on Twitter, they were like, "Watching Kucherov play gives me all the good feelings about what Mishkov. Like if Mishkov blossoms in the way that they seem to think he will." Like there, there is. He's going to score goals for like sure. Like he's, he's, he's that kind of player, or at least he projects to be that kind of player. And I think that is like one of the things where, listen, Briere, Jonesy, Hilferty, when he's been on the show, they've all said essentially the same thing, which is you need top end talent. Yes. And there are only so many ways that you can go out and get it. Right? You can go after the big free agency splash, but a lot of times it's you have to draft it. And I will continue to be resolute in this in this fact. This draft coming up isn't great. If the wheels fall off here and they end up trading a couple of guys for some assets, I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to trade a few of these picks away to, to get them for 2025. You know? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Look at, oh, these, look at these guys. guys. Look at these guys. These guys. Their Come feed didn't here, go Bush. down. Come on Their on. feed didn't go Come down on, jump today. jump on with us. Fridge look does. this. Oh, pre- TV guys are too privileged. The, t- the TV Brand guys. New guys, come on. They're, they just look too uh, too suave. Look at Bush with that? his popcorn. Oh, no, All right, we'll see you, JJ and Bush. They're the last four They've guys in the building, hardest working guys are us. <laughs> beautifully quaffed hair, nice suits. <laughs> they're like, we're not sitting with these uh, these guys in quarter zips. Usually it's Fridge and Timmy. It's Bush and JJ. Too. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. But like, All right, what's Torts? Is he in his, I don't know. Here, like, back, gonna, hold on. I'm going to pull, pull up the uh, the Torts video here. As you can see, intern Andrew has the potato cam pointed directly at the podium. We're going to hang around here for another minute or two, and if uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We'll see if he uh, comes to the podium. Anthony said he's doing a story for the AP, so yeah. I think he was trying to weasel his way out. Oh, the video's gone. I don't know if intern Andrew did that on purpose or not, but the video has now disappeared. It's fine. We're going to find out Torts, oh, needs, there it is. Torts needs surgery on his other hand tomorrow. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Dual, dual yeah. slings? He's going to have like the dual slings. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie where a guy is all busted up? There's Tim. There's Tim. Yeah, but like right. we, I made the joke on Twitter. Like when we saw, uh, and we wish Torts the best, whatever the hand surgery was. But the I was thumb, like, thumb but, I heard. I heard but, he had oh, a, okay. uh, ligaments in his thumb needed. And I, said, and I said, I always thought Ant had a hard head, you know? That's right. Wouldn't that be something? Um, That's not what happened. All right. Well, we're not seeing anybody coming out quick I'm not here. seeing um, – hey, one other thing, though. Vineet Singh throws out an interesting name here, and I'm, this, is not, this is not something that we are hearing is even in play for the Flyers, but this is probably the biggest name out there that things have hit an impasse in the Elias Pettersson um, uh, contract discussion, and so there's a thought that perhaps he could eventually become available – you know, we talked the other day about how there aren't a lot of premium players expected to hit the trade market. Uh, I would never play in a Canadian city. I, Ever. Yeah. yeah. I'm from, I would never. If I was stuck there and I was a UFA, I'd be counting years to get out. You want to elaborate on that? or No, I don't want to okay. go through airports. It's freezing cold. Um, every person up there knows everything you do. Because it's the number yeah, one sport. Yeah, it's a sport, yeah. and and no, I'm, I don't. You got to go through customs on every single trip, and it's just how big and, of a and pay- you got to and you got to pay 
got to pay half in taxes almost. That's true. Forget about it. How bad, like, how, how annoying is the customs thing? Brutal. As a player, like, yeah, I mean, isn't, can't, there, isn't, can't, there, like a pri- isn't there like a priority So here's, here's what happens, right? This is the best. Yeah, pull I'll back, tell you how back, it works. Pull back the curtain. When we get off the planes and we go to, like, Ottawa or Toronto, they have a guy come to the plane, and they give your they, they don't even do anything. They look, you grab your passport, and they hand it right back to you. Okay. When you go back to the U.S., the U.S. makes you go through the airport, through mm. the customs, and then the planes wait. Got it. Yeah, no that doesn't thanks. sound that doesn't sound fun. No, not at all. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Um, flying, whoops, where's it at? Flying lawn chair says, as well as they've played, there's no track record that says Sealer and Walker will be a solid second pair next year, let alone in three when the talent is here, trade one or both. But that could be a third. Like, there's one or two of those guys that'll be a third pair guys, yeah. if you need it. Like, they're not second pair Stanley Cup guys. No. Sorry, like I'm, I'm just telling you how it is. Well, and I think I can't imagine that anybody thinks Sealer is more than a third. Pick yeah, Todd, there's fridges and, out of here. And um, listen, I'm going to say this in a nice way. Walker's been very good. They've both been good. Okay, but I, I'm, I'm separating them a little bit in that, like, Walker can be a second pair guy on an okay team. I don't know if he's a second pair guy on a cup contending team, but again, you've gotten. Way more out of him than you expected to. It looks like the media is coming into the uh, press conference room. You've gotten so much out of him. He's essentially like finding a $20 bill at the casino on the floor. Walk away. Take the 20 and walk out. Don't go put it on the table. Don't go like play it on, on, uh, on red or whatever at the table. Like take that found money and go. You know, like just in this case, you run the risk. I do think they run a significant risk that in a guy even like Walker who's played really well, Say he regresses and goes back to being a third pair guy, and now you've given him four, four and a half million dollars yeah. for multiple years, and now even though the cap's going to go up, now it's like, all right, you were trying to rebuild, and now you've gotten yourself stuck let's, with a. But let's a just give let's give Danny the deadline, right? Yeah, sure. Let's just let's give him that. Yeah. All right, fair. Russ. All right, it looks like you want to tape this and put it up if there's anything good. I don't want to. I might throw it down to there, and then maybe we'll just go from there. I was going to give it another. That was a good twenty-five minutes right there. I know. Here we are. We, uh, we were getting ready. To That's an awfully long time to wait for a coach to come Holy out. Holy smokes. You see this, though? HC says Pedersen turned down an eight-year, $12.5 million well, AAV. Then he doesn't, doesn't want to be there. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't need to read the tea leaves. $12.5 million. Yeah, that's what that guy would get right now. Yeah. yeah. Is there? How high would you go on a, on a guy like that? I don't know how much. It depends how much you have to give and, and what that structure looks like. Could he for, be a 15 million guy? Is he uh, good enough in your estimation to be a 15 million guy? Yeah, um, I don't know if you can pay a guy that much. I have no idea. Vancouver is a beautiful city, Vinny. Yes, it's my, one of my favorite cities in all of the world. It is. I love it. Chicago and Vancouver are gorgeous cities. I still don't want to pay the tax and go through the terminal. Thank you very much. That's, fair. That's it. All right. It's nothing else. Beautiful. I love going there. Beautiful. I go down to the Canada, uh, the pavilion there. It's beautiful. I walk it, go on the the, the seaplanes. It's been an amazing city, but I'm not playing there. Yeah. All right. You're getting, by the way, you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of credit in there, too, about half of the money going to the Canadian government and Solar Warden saying you nailed it. It's the media, the scrutiny, the taxes, similar to those in California or New York. Massive. Yeah, I just don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. I mean, you get you put under a spotlight. Go go read Ottawa Twitter today. Ottawa, right? They're one of like the. Lot, I mean, they played better of late. Yeah. But it's like every single thing that happened in that game last night gets scrutinized. Every play by the fans, by the media. Forget about it. I'm not doing it. 
Last thing here before we head out. Rob Greeley says, in October and November, Ant said Frost would likely be moved at the deadline. Is Frost still on the move, especially since he's been out of the Chateau Bow Wow? You know what? I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not putting anyone in a spot. There are Flyers people that I'm close with that like Morgan Frost as much as me and Bill Meltzer. Like, they think there's not enough guys that can play the, move the puck like that and make plays. Now, he's going to continue to get better, and I think he will, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you do with him because, to me, you have to keep him because there's not enough. Like, I think I said this before. If you trade him, you're not going to get the value back for him. You won't. I don't think you get back what you th- – because no one's going to pay because they, they're going to – they're going to – he he was kind of devalued beginning of the year with all those benchings, and it's hard now to, to look past that. Well, and I think that's the thing, too. The the one thing that you kind of have now seen, at least like with Tippett, right – a guy that was a change of scenery player that hadn't really progressed in Florida and they were just ready to move on from, he's proven to be very good. Now, he hasn't looked the same since his injury, but like if we take that part away, he's been a good player for them. Frost, you worry that if you move on... Oh, there's Schwartz with the sling. Here we go. We're at Tampa Bay team that's been really good on their road trip up until this point. I'm not so sure it's a dominant win. I, I thought we played a good third period. In the first two periods, um, both teams kind of non-event lights, all the stuff going on. Um, the, the biggest point I take out of it is that we didn't lose our concentration. Easy game to get caught up in the, delay, the delays of it, the lights. Two periods of teams, two teams really not doing much to come come out and play a good third period. It's a good sign. Did you get the sense that the uh, the arena issues had something to do with the, the energy, not just for you guys, but the other team as well? I don't know. I don't think either team really developed a whole bunch in the first two periods. Your power play did. Uh, yeah, it was just, I'm not sure if it was that. It was just the way the game was played. Uh, a lot of delays, a lot of conversations. Um, I just... I think last year we might lose ourselves and get a little antsy when they score and tie it up. And, uh, we just kept it together, got through the second period. I thought they were better than we were. And then had a really good third. Were you and John Cooper part of the discussion to get back going, or was that mostly just the officials? They, they asked us. Uh, they asked me if you want to play. I did, and he did. And we both decided, let's ask the bullets. And uh, we're up one nothing at that time, I think, aren't we? Yeah, so thank Gurus. I don't think Urs was too crazy. I really don't give a shit what Urs thought at that time. We're up one nothing we're going to play. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing because the goal is that that's what affects the most. Did you see something you could exploit going into the third period, or was it just you guys did what you do better than they do what they did? Well, I, I think we score a goal that he usually stops, and Tyson gives us more energy. I think that next goal is important in the third period when it's one-to-one. Uh, you know, it's it's a goal. Uh, you know, he, he's a he usually stops those. But that gave us some juice, and we end up with another opening. And Sandy scores. And, uh, yeah, we, we we weren't trying to exploit anything. We were just trying to make sure they play 200 feet, especially the top line. It's such a they have such a dangerous group of those four or five guys uh, that you got to make sure they're playing the 200 foot game and not turning things over. Offense hasn't been an issue at all, obviously, the last two games. Uh, are you encouraged that even with down your leading score, some guys on the team seem to have maybe taken the initiative to try and generate offense themselves? Yeah, we found a way to score some goals. And uh, we, we, you know, 
we miss TK. He's a, a huge part of our energy, and we can't go, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be hard if he doesn't get back in. Uh, but, you know, Tyson's beginning to come and uh, find different other people. I, I thought Palin's line was really good tonight. Um, everybody's got to chip in. You know, I'm not sure what the situation is with TK when he comes back. Until he does, we, we've got to do it by committee, and everybody's got to just raise their level. Going back to Tyson for a minute, I know we talked this morning about his confidence, but for him to pull the move that he did for his goal, that's a Hall of Fame goalie. Is that an example of him believing? You guys see it, but it takes the player to believe it. Is he starting to believe that he can be a, a real top end scorer? He's, he's playing with more confidence. Those guys, when they start scoring some goals, the puck tends to fall around, and they feel more comfortable with it, for sure. But the thing for me is he, he doesn't forget the other part. Uh, he, he did the work on the walls, the uh, pucks out. Uh, he, he's just a smart player. And, uh, yeah, but I, I think he's gaining some confidence as far as the offensive part of it. Brink's move looked like a pretty confident move, too. Did he give you Bobby Brink? Bobby Brink. Did he give you guys a little bit of a jolt there? Yeah, to, to score right away, sure. I think he's well-liked in the room. and uh, thing. The thing I liked about him in the third period, he turns one over in the neutral zone, he stops, wins the battle, and gets it in. Those are the things I'm looking for. Uh, he's going to be able to score. Uh, he's going to learn the other stuff. Uh, he's going to learn how to carry himself. Those are the things we're going to, we're going to work on with him. But you can see the, the puck falls. He has great offensive instincts. Uh, we, we'll get out of his way there, but he's, he has a lot to learn in other parts of the game. Have you, ever, have you ever experienced something like this with the lights going out in a game that you coach? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 over the years, yes. Um, Does it change? Maybe what you tell the guys to make them more simple? Nope. Nope. I just want to play the game. John, with the last one. With Sean Victoria, I, I know today you said there's going to be games where other guys are going and you're going to play them later in games, but are you guys trying to maybe manage his minutes a little bit given how much he's maybe played? No, early in the season. no, he's getting the minutes. I'm playing other guys. I, it's not managing. It, it's I, I think that's where it's at right now. I think Lots is playing good. And, um, trying to find areas for Kutza. It, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. And at this time of year, as I told the whole team, uh, I, I have to make the call as far as who's playing in certain minutes in certain situations. Uh, I try to find him. Like in the third period, certain situations, I move him off his line in certain situational play, which I think he's good at. But uh, there's, there's not a lot of overthinking about uh, managing his minutes. It's, it's, it's what they are right now. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Did he say anything about Ant? <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? What did he say? Did he say anything? <laughs> the podcast people won't be able to see it, but this is a beautiful moment. You with these uh, beautiful gritty earmuffs. Beautiful things, aren't they? They are. They're they're be- I like the eyes on them. They're like uh, they're like the hardened. I don't know how to feel. Aunt, did Ant ask anything? From I don't. Ant did not ask right, anything. It was coward. Torts went over tonight, though. It was good. Either, you know what? That was nice. And I will say. The one thing that I, I took away from that as being maybe the most interesting thing is the I think that was Jordan Hall on the last question, asking about Couturier and about if Torts feels like he needs to manage the minutes. Because we spent a lot of time pregame talking about how 
you know, Couturier had been playing 20-plus minutes a game for most of the season. And then this month, he's down to, like, 16 minutes a game. And he hasn't looked the same. He went from being, like, a, a plus player every month to, I think it was minus 11 or 12 going into yeah, tonight's game. Yeah, 13 and 15 games. Like, it was, it, it, was, it was getting pretty rough. Um, and Torts there said that, no, he doesn't feel like he has to manage the minutes. It's more a reflection on how the other guys are kind of stepping up. And when Kimmelman was on pregame, you know, I, I'd mentioned maybe part of the problem was prior to the break, Lawton had been playing so poorly that there were situations that you would maybe try to get Lawton in the game in you know situations where Couturier kind of had to overextend himself. Yeah. But since the break, Lawton has played a lot better. And he there has. you go. Torts talks about the fact that Lawton has really stepped up in a big way and that he's kind of trying to find more situational moments to utilize Couturier, especially in the third. That was actually a, a, a very good answer, a thoughtful answer um, in that press conference. So yep. maybe Torts needs to have hand surgery more often. He, I was, he was good tonight. He's like very yeah, thoughtful. Very, very good. Yeah. Very, very, very nice. All right, we're um, back. Uh, when are we back? I don't know. Saturday. Are we back? Ottawa. We're doing this thing again? Yep. All right, hold yep. on. Let's see. Uh, they play on the road. They're, whoa, their next game is on Friday. They take on the Capitals. And then Saturday, back here at Wells Fargo Probably Center. won't have a morning after because they play that night. Yeah, we'll so probably, we'll recap we'll it probably skip the morning after on the, fir- on, the, uh, on the second because we'll be doing press row show. We might do a Snow the Goalie Thursday. We'll see. It's possible. Keep your eyes peeled. We're on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on TikTok, at Snow the Goalie, on Facebook, Snow the Goalie. And then uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you get them, subscribe, leave a five-star review. We'll read some of those on the air later this week. And if you haven't done so already, we do love and appreciate all of you for checking the show out, especially if you're here on YouTube. Do us a favor, like the video. That's really big. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell so you're notified whenever a uh, new video goes up. We're going to continue to put out some of the uh, Flyers alumni interviews. Uh, we had to take the video down uh, of the, the whole game. There was a big legal thing with uh, the music that was being played in the arena. So they said, you guys have to take down the, uh, the full alumni game on the channel, which was okay. But we did save all of the interviews, so we're going to be putting those up over the weekend. Anyway, we'll be back on Saturday. Probably do a show between now and then, but uh, it's time, pal. It's late. So for Bundy, for Ant, for Intern Andrew, I'm Russ. Thanks so much for watching or even listening after the fact in the podcast feed to the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show, the side of the Mississippi and South of the Arctic Circle, presented by Pack Horse Moving Company. Use promo code SNOW to get $77 off your next move. For Ant, for Bundy, for Intern Andrew, I'm Russ. We'll talk to you later this week.